Here we go. Roll for initiative. Hello, hello. Welcome back, guys. This is Starlight and the first uh, Q&A that we have been doing for quite some time. Um, so that means we have everyone here. Me, myself, Isaac. And I'm Courtney, playing Miss Rayburn. And I'm Nathan, and I play Alice Kachin. And yeah, we, after a little bit of talk back and forth which was really just a short um text thread we just felt like the natural conclusion for a good season two ender while not like the a big battle bang it felt like um there were a lot of reveals that kind of culminated into atlas getting situated with the harpers and so with that we're going to have a q a as season two draws to a close and before we go into what is likely to be our last and final season, season three, um, on the front end, there are, I have an announcement for that. And I've been going back and forth with Courtney, um, trying to figure out what was sustainable, what's, what uh, isn't sustainable, and how to make this work. And... Um, I really want to keep bringing this story and this content. It's fun for us and it's, it's fun to see it put out there, but I just don't think that I can keep putting like working on the episodes week by week and churning them out exactly on time. So we are going to be moving to maybe a, for a format that's more similar to television or some of the other serial story podcasts where we actually it's not serial but like an audio drama podcast where we're going to go ahead and play um and record it and then once all the episodes are done and and edited i'm going to go ahead and release all of them at once so just kind of giving you a heads up um the podcast is going to go on hiatus for you guys the listeners for anywhere between six months to probably nine ten months and then hopefully in that period uh following we will release shortly after and it'll be all of the remaining episodes done at once but that'll give me time to chase around a baby and work on the the podcast without the deadline of a monday but getting a little bit done at a time um i think that'll be a more productive use of uh, uh, of my time and allow me to actually focus on GMing a good story, which has been kind of hard uh, over the last uh, few months. So in the sake of sustainability, that's where we're going to move. So, And there's just something about a baby that changes things, huh? The changes it. And yeah, yeah. It makes it, I don't know, it, it makes it tougher. Uh, yeah. But if there's a will, there's a way. So. Yes, absolutely. Cool. So, guys, um, 
I feel like there's a lot to unpack, especially since both Atlas and Ray diverge stories. And I'm hoping we can kind of cover some of those diverged stories from uh, your guys' perspective, um, where, Courtney, you can sh- share what happened with Ray to Nathan, and Nathan can vice versa share what happened with Atlas to Courtney, and then um, we can kind of go through that. But first, why don't we... I've broken down all of the, if you will, chapters or small arcs of season two, and there's a lot of them. Um, and I try to do it in a fun way. So I will, uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? I could go through all of them, or do you think I should go through one at a time and we can kind of talk about it as we go? Can we hear all of them and then go through one at a time? It would just be (laughs) fun to hear them all. All right. Okay. So... Uh, let's say chapter one help help there's a hydra (laughs) (laughs) Um, chapter two meet the family tattoos dragons and bosses are cool Uh, there's a mini chapter within chapter two called date nights mistresses and fight clubs chapter three Someone breaks into your house and you accept his proposition at a job. That would be an Ostrad. <laughs> um, chapter. So is that chapter three? I said. Chapter four. Fable Who and Jorstack Boom. <laughs> I like uh, that one. The next chapter focuses all on Atlas. It's called Papa Problems. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I I wasn't really sure what to to name. <laughs> your chapter Courtney so I just kind of went I I just kind of went for what it was taste my pain and mental instability Ray and uh accurate let's see oh and then the very very last little let's say um epilogue for Atlas is fancy people explain big stuff Okay, Alice. Let's hear what's been going on in your world. <laughs> well, well, well <laughs> before we before we get there, why don't we go through each of the chapters? Okay. Do it so that way we're kind of working in order. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So help, help. There's a Hydra. That is the the. You guys remember exactly what that was? Yeah. So period? that's when atlas came out of the water glistening after fighting the hydras right yes yeah we i think it was ballastar yes. right there's when we went yep. to ballastar and then um the ship basically got immediately attacked by hydras yep mm-hmm. yep and then we met uh what was the village co- or the yeah the village called um uh asmaria asmaria and then we and we met oh what was his name oh He'd be so insulted. Artixus? Artixus? Yes. Yes. Yep. So that chapter saw our first guest of season two, one of two guests, and he was the polar opposite of our second guest. Very sweet, very nice, um, very helpful to the campaign. Yes. He was also just a sweet character. Um, Yeah, I feel like a lot of fun memories will come out of Artixus, and I did love my rat. That's the that's in that chapter. That's where you began um, this ratsus thing. Mm-hmm. That's where it began. I did. 
Yeah. Was that in the moment, or did you like always plan to have this weird thing that you were going to carry through the whole game? No, no, that was very in the moment. But it was accurate. She wouldn't let the rat in. <laughs> and so I had to sabotage the business. I mean... <laughs> and it's like a fun character quirk, right? I know it is. She's yeah, obsessed funny. with rats. It is. I was just thinking that um, if we made buttons of that and sold it, it would be not that bad. It would be, I think it would sell. What would the buttons say? Um, mm. Anti-Ratsist Club? I don't know. It's a work, working progress. I like that. Or what was the tea shops called? Um, Azuna's, Azuma's, Azuna's, something tea shop. Clive would have known. Yeah. Uh, um. And then. Well, uh, it, oops, sorry. It could just say like the campaign or like the what the sign said. Like, the tea shop is racist or something like that on the button. I think that'd be fun. I'll make the button. You know, probably somewhere in real life there is a tea shop named that. Just like likelihood chance. <laughs> yep. And, then, and, and a common <laughs> person would be glad the tea shop is racist. Yeah. 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 Good thing yeah. you're not that famous. That was a, okay. Going back to that episode though, that was a or that chapter. That chapter was cool, and that I felt like our character quirks, like Atlas, started to really lead, like really lead in that section and then like the quirks about Ray became more apparent and it was fun to have Clive still involved then mm -hmm. yeah 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 yeah, will, yeah. yeah. it's, it's kind of sad to think that he's probably floating through space yeah no. yeah maybe he's found a better place you know floating through the the answer yeah or he got caught yeah, yeah some things are better left a mystery yeah and yeah. then uh, I remember, yeah, that's when we found the temple. Was that the, or that the next chapter? Yeah. No, 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 no. That In that one, one, you guys found uh, the capital Arbe, which mm -hmm. no one else can say. The capital and yeah. the Kappa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I think um, Kappa is, I think, like a term for like a, basically a mob boss as well. So <laughs> there we there go. We go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you guys found the, the temple. You found a small sliver of like an Iun stone. Um, one that, and, and uh, was the amulet lost later on? Um, uh, do you guys still disc? have the amulet? The, yeah. No, I think I had still had the disc. The disc of the, you, the, what was it? Disc of the, how'd you disc keep of that? The, the golden thing or something for the, you've been blown up. Yeah, that's yes. true. George Stack <laughs> might have it to be honest. Oh, right. oh he did we'll steal, but he did steal a bunch of stuff from me. And he stole my armor. I was gonna take from. Why am I? Um. I hope we meet Jorstak again. Fable. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, Fable Gloom. He stole the uh, armor I wanted. Yeah, he did. It's fine though. Do you want to? Do you want to expand upon that? I feel like uh, you really want to get into the meat of Jorstak and on. Oh, I just hate him. <laughs> I understand him more, but I hate him. But we can get there. Yeah. Like if we, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Chapter by chapter. No, I mean, um, we can kind of we can we can go through it in broad brushstrokes, right? So okay. like, uh, meet the family, the date nights, 
Atlas meeting the 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 black lady, um, the sword griever. Mm-hmm. That was Fight a cool Night. scene. Yeah, she's pretty sick. Ha- having Ostrad break in. This all kind of blends together. Mm-hmm. So Wait, remind me what Meet the Family was. Is that when we I, I say came to the Kashin family? Yeah, I say okay. like Meet the Family because that's the first time we're in like season one. We kept hearing about a little bit more about the Acers because obviously that's tied up in Atlas's backstory. Right. But you actually got to um, interact with them and you guys did more than your fair share of like games just like interacting right. with, with the Kashin family. Yeah. And so... Um, is there anything like from that time that surprised you or that was interesting or like a fun takeaway? I think I was surprised by how like it felt like somewhat friendly the Kashin family was with just like the Acers. I imagine them all being cold like Atlas <laughs> and like not being able to like get to know anyone. And although he was obviously annoyed by Ray. The gosh, who's your boss? Um, Slauson. Yeah, like my direct, Slauson. my direct boss. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah. Slauson was like somewhat tolerant of Ray, <laughs> and like felt like he didn't totally try to dismiss her. And it felt like the like people we interacted with within the Easter's realm were like kindish which was honestly shocking after interacting with atlas so much um because atlas is not kind at all well he kind of is in his own way in his own way maybe not now no but he i wouldn't say kind (laughs) is the word i would have ever used like like, loving um, he's there for (laughs) you he's reliable he's responsible he is not kind yeah, but you. So they say that like to become something that you're not, sometimes you just have to go through the motions. And I think, I think Atlas was going through the motions. He did make me a dress. I do remember that. That was actually. more of an. Oh, it was more of a, was m- a design choice in a sense. I think, right? I said like comments on it or something. Yes. Ah, oh, well, you made some rolls and alterations. <laughs> you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember. With, yeah. The, with your boot knife. Oh, yeah. So yeah. off character, Which, but I thought it was just. Funny. <laughs> it was funny. It a was little bit. Of, it was a good insight into the yeah. mind of Nathan too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Uh, we know we, it's fine. We know what you like on no, date night. Oh yeah. Right. Yep. Like ladies. Bearded ladies, ladies with a, Nathan a beard. Single. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Get your beards that. ready. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. All that. But no, it was a. Uh, it was a good time. It was a. Uh, I do like too that it was kind of. Um, it's kind of a small thing, but the. Um, what would it end up be called? Like Heaven's Forge, I think, or something. Oh, you wanted it to be called the, the yeah Heaven's Forge yeah. with um. What's his name? With the blacksmith yeah. kid. Oh. Yeah, I started our own little oh. franchise, like <laughs> little business going mm-hmm. on the side. Mm-hmm. Yep. Easy marketing too with Atlas, but if he ever brought it he up, didn't go for it. How do you know? You guys have been gone. Mm-hmm. What was his name? I gave him such a hard time. Oh man, it was a very plain name. I don't remember, but I wanted him to change his name. Oh yeah, his yeah his actual name. He was such a daddy's boy. 
I mean, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, <laughs> he liked his dad. His dad worked hard. You always hear about mommy's boys, right? Like, like a mama's boy. Come on, we we need to hear the other voices in the room. <laughs> yes, dad but is when you're dad. a grown man. <laughs> Daddy's vo boys exist, and they should be heard. <laughs> He is following his father's footsteps. I could say so many things, <laughs> but I won't. But yeah, that was a uh, that was a cool aspect to me. It was just like, isn't it? Was like a almost kind of more like a legacy thing. You're like adding. It's like more like leaving behind certain like little things. Also, too, I remember. Uh, well, that was not that was first season, but it was basically uh, now bringing uh, what's it called um, in duel. Or what was the yeah. what was the planet that basically Alice was able to basically get My, and then give over? Oh, that was um, which is crazy. Uh, Nanoi. I should have never actually given that uh, given um, that up because I'd have my own planet, small one. But you did. Yeah. So that was when you were that was when you were in the city of Nanoi, and it was Nanoi, that little. Yeah. That little tiny planet outside of like the Federation mm -hmm. control, um, kind of like a—I don't want to say like an outlaws kind of planet, but yeah, it was. It existed on sad. its own. I gave that up now. But yeah, but Go I would have—I would fight have, for it. I would have milked the bureaucratic crap out of you. <laughs> we would have been role-playing paperwork. It would have been oh, a no. nightmare for you. No, I would have just. Alice would have just led with a, uh, like a tyrant. That would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be playing a very different game if you had done that. Like, it would be that the you guys are actually just trying to enforce the rules upon the planet and putting down uh, insurgencies. Oh, yeah. That would have been... Which would, that'd be fun. It would have been interesting, though, having, like, a little planetary or, like, ruling, basically. A, uh, it's almost like those games, like... Um... Like Civ and Warhammer and all those kind of games where you're like, you're basically running a planet or like running a, or like a empire or things like that in a sense. Yeah. It'd be you could go back and take it back. Well, no, um, well, it belongs to, uh, but actually he died. So who did it go to now? No, not, no, Gideus. Oh. Uh, you're thinking Gideus. Yeah. And who did I give it to? The uh, Galantir. Ah, crap. I thought Yeah. Galantir. Gideus Galantir. Let's take him down. No, 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 no. no. Hold on, hold on. Let's put a pause. <laughs> yeah, speaking yeah. of legacy things, in that whole like period where you guys were meeting the family and all of that sort of stuff, um, and you had the date night and all of that, and then eventually you guys passed the test and where um, became Shadow Squad Luna. Uh, it's part part of the actually not just part. I would say, like, if if maybe fifty like fifty percent of the boss mother's attention being caught by you guys is the recovering of um, the um, the Sunmaker ship and and picking up that trail close as close as you could then the other part of her attention being on you guys is in large part to um 
giving the planet over to her son Galantir, or like not the planet, but the that region of the planet, and allowing them to because allowing them to turn it into what it is now. Because at this point, Galantir has basically come in and created like a satellite station for the Kashin and expanded their influence, and has created like a um some networks out there for moving goods and stuff. So take him down. But but yeah. All right. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's all good. Alice has other plants now. So he's in a What are those plants? Mm. Okay, let's Partially, go yeah, I was say, let's uh yeah, let's uh, I was gonna say we skipped quite a bit. I would say the uh we're I know we kinda were going back and forth. I think the what was like the next big thing we did for a while? Let's see. Like so there weren't in that time period, there wasn't like a big thing that you guys necessarily mm-hmm. did, but there were like little I guess big moments. Um which so for Ray a big moment was which court it, it it totally fits into Courtney's personality, so it's not I'm not surprised to see it kind of like pour over, but it's it's cool to see how you do it differently um, from Ray and to how she like builds relationships to how um, uh, I'm forgetting your McKenna, McKenna Moonmaker. I can only think Moonmaker <laughs> how she would build relationships, but connecting with um, Crete on the date night, so that was kind of a big moment. Um, I don't know what Crete's doing in now. terms of the relationship that created. I know what Crete's doing now. You'd be so impressed. But let's get there <laughs> in a moment. And then that 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 moment with Crete pays dividends down the road, and I'm, I think it'll pay dividends into season three. And then the other big moments was um, Atlas having the fight night and. That wasn't really a big moment, but what? getting to speak with the sword griever. Hold on here. Hold moment. on here. <laughs> I mean, it was cool. Okay, okay. Let's back up. Sorry. Alice became. Oh, he. Oh, I'm sorry. But, yeah, he got King of the Lord of the Underworld. He became the Duke of the Underworld at that point. Mm hmm. Yes. That was a big moment. Yeah. Hasn't mean it hasn't meant much recently, but I mean it was a big moment. <laughs> For Atlas's pride, it was a big moment. Mm-hmm. Dang, I missed a great opportunity to name that little mini chapter. I, I could have. It could have been like one of those erotica books. <laughs> like it would have been mistresses, dukes, and date nights. <laughs> Isaac has Bridgerton in mind. Oh, way worse than Bridgerton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fair enough. and then uh, yeah, we had that. I remember that was massive. Um, and then, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alice only makes big moments. Okay. <laughs> That's his goal. Um, take him where you can get him. Yeah. And then we had, I think we had left right after, not too long, right after that. Right. After he yeah, just became the Duke. Shortly after that. Yeah. I would say. The only other big thing that happened was passing the test with the boss mm-hmm. mother, um, which you know if we want to talk, if you guys have anything you want to talk about with that, we can. And then 
someone breaks into your house and you accept his proposition. Oh, the dwarf. Ostrad picks the lock and you guys don't kill him. But instead, he says, I have a job. <laughs> you take it. <laughs> yeah. Sad out, sad I don't know why you Ostrad. didn't kill him. Yeah, bad, <laughs> bad choice for him. Yeah. I don't know why we didn't kill him. Honestly, I'm happy we did it because now where it led, I'm, uh, well, it's bittersweet in a sense, obviously. Alice had to go through some pretty uh, rough situation, but I mean, I mean, everyone did. But then now he's in a position where he has everything he needs almost. You and I are not having the same experiences. <laughs> well, but, but Ray has made some friends and created some friends from her situation. This is not all bad. Ray made friends to survive. Doesn't isn't that how everyone lives their day to days? No. Oh. Had Ray not made friends, Ray would be ten feet under. <laughs> In Pleasantville. Anyways, <laughs> then In not Pleasantville. <laughs> this is then this is where we start getting into the meat of like what we're talking about. Let's hear it. Fable Who Jorstack Boom. Yeah, Fable Well that's boom. when we blew up. Yeah. Let's just start. Let's That's really rough. start in depth from there. That was tough. What'd you guys think of of that whole saga? Would and Jorstack yeah. and I feel like it just it took Ray backwards, like mentally, and really messed her up. Um. Yeah, that was hard. How how do you see that? coming out in terms of like playing her in in season three and yeah um i think she she was already kind of slow to fully trust but that's going way backwards now and i think she now has a grudge like a true grudge and someone she will be hunting Mm -hmm. yeah yeah she's angry and she's angry at more than Jorstack now I think now she like understands more about the world and has like true anger um driving her moving forward which is maybe dangerous do you think you'd multi-class into a barbarian (laughs) with that rage um no. <laughs> no. No. Okay. No. <laughs> no. I've seen Atlas's rage and I don't envy it. <laughs> so you like that kind of cold. Yeah. Revenge is best served cold, sort yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. You, can have, you can have like a cold rage. You can have like a a quiet rage. There you go. No, I want it to be like a yeah. But not I feel like when you rage people see it and the smoke's coming out of your ears. It's not like a cold quiet i'm gonna disappear into the dark and sneak around and murder you Mm. that's the kind (laughs) of rage i want yeah can i I specify it that way or does it have to come out the way yeah i mean you can specify it however you want yeah yeah you can do it however you want like a cloak of invisibility comes over me and yeah um we can work on that (laughs) and then but ray does have like silent footsteps ray does sort of have a cloak of invisibility to, to bots yeah you can now. you can also uh, say there you go yeah i say if you multi-class or have multi-classed you can uh get some invisibility stuff stuff i do have an assassin bot that is my friend now i did hear about that actually that's pretty sick mm-hmm. huh and i know that he pretends uh to be uh what was it 
like a like a maid bot almost in a sense right now. <laughs> he does not pretend he is maid bot. <laughs> He's been reprogrammed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we can discuss that in a moment. Okay. So uh I kind of always had it in the back of my head that a guest could derail the game. Oh yeah. Do you envision it going that poorly? I you know, it's in the eye of the beholder if it's poor or not. I mean, look at where it took you guys. Did you envision it being that dramatic? No. No. Nope. No. I thought I actually thought um because correct me if I'm wrong, but Atlas was like one step away from like initiating a battle with Fable Glow. Oh yeah. He was going to test and, who was stronger. Yeah. If you do that, that game radically changes. And the only reason, or like the outcome is radically different. Yeah. Your characters have been together this whole time, most likely. Um, I don't know how much ground you've covered. Atlas, Atlas certainly isn't where he is now. You're certainly yeah. not where yet. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I don't even know if you're even close to uncovering Naguvu at the, as being at the center of this. So... It's fine. Have we discovered that? Naguvu? Yeah, we did. Um, I remember when... Uh... Nathan did. Oh, okay, okay. So, Sorry. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Alice. <laughs> yeah. Alice did. No, yeah. no, no. Let's so, hear it. Um, <laughs> you can go for it if you want. Um, but, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, otherwise, do you want to keep going in the order? You yeah. Just, you want to just cut sorry. the chase? I was going to mention... Order. Order. I know. It's yeah. hard. I know it's tantalizing. Yeah, when George Stack blew everything up... Yeah. It definitely kind of like derailed a lot of stuff, but also kind of like you said, kind of moved it towards um, things that are different. Which now Alice, as much as it definitely changed a lot of things now for Alice, of uh, obviously some other things did change it too, though, um, in the future. But the in that moment now, like if George, if Alice were to see George Deck now, I think he'd give him a nice merciless and mer- sorry, not merciless, a merciful death, like he'd. He would give him, like, give him a, I don't know how to say it. Like, basically, he'd be nice about it, in a sense. He'd make it Why? quick, painless. He stole but my he stuff. But he would kill him. <laughs> oh, I know he stole your stuff, but, like, why would it be merciful? I think it's because of how the mindset that, uh, I think Atlas now... If I'm thinking correctly, of like all the, I'm like running through all the events in my head. Kind of like when uh, Tony was talking about the like co- like the rage in a sense. Alice now is very mm-hmm. like. I feel like Alice now is he's definitely angry, but it's like this um, colder in a sense. Like it's less. Um, Less, I mean, it's like less out of a control emotion. It's, I mean, it is out of control, but it's like, you know, when you're, you see those people that are so angry, it's out of control, but they seem like everything's put together. Like everything's like, mm-hmm. it's almost, I feel like that in a sense. He's, and for Jorstack, you just see Jorstack as like, I don't know. Like if he had nothing to offer in a sense, then at that point, then he has a reason out. Like at this point, because of what had happened, um, He's definitely not friends with them. I mean, say that for mm-hmm. sure. Um, mm-hmm. But he's it, basically he wouldn't make it like a torturous thing in a sense because at this point, like he's not his main focus. 
Like, if Alice were to see George stack, I mean, and it wasn't that out of the way, yeah, Alice would probably kill him. But, um... Yeah. Or make it Ray would stuff. make it a cold, long, torturous death. Well, I mean... And then at the end, say, I understand why you did what you did. And shoot him in the head. After the torture. Like, yeah. after you cut off mm -hmm. one finger at a time. Yep. Ripped out the nails um, and all that, yeah. Work my way down to the torso. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. Gosh, don't say anymore. <laughs> We're good. Oh. Uh, but the out I mean, the outcome of it on both characters has been different. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Fable Gloom's actions to Ray were much crueler than what it was to Atlas. Fable Gloom or Jorstack? Sorry, not Fable Gloom, Jorstack. Yes, yeah. yeah. Jorstack. Um so I can totally uh, understand that. But I guess in a way, because like, I don't know if Atlas feels this or, but kind of running off what you said, Nathan, but Jorstak doing what he did led to the things that they are now. And so like for Atlas, would, would he almost feel, would he even have thoughts on that? Or would he like feel like, things happen for a reason sort like sort of mentality and he's going to move on with it i think it would, um, yeah and, sorry go ahead yeah or is it just like yeah i'm just kind of curious like um, where his his head faces you I, know in terms of that yeah definitely alice is not like ray right like alice is not looking for george stack he doesn't care enough it's more like if he came across Jorstack, and Jorstack even thought... Basically, that's maybe a better way. If Jorstack even thought about getting in his way at this point now, or, like, stopping him or assisting somebody that was, like, in opposition in a sense, then Alice would just mm -hmm. kill him as, like, swiftly as he could. Just, like, basically just getting rid of the obstacle in a sense. So he doesn't really think of him as, like, a mortal enemy in any case. It's more just... There's no, like, there's no connection in a sense. There's, like, no... um There'd be no reason for Alice to be like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna let you live, in a sense. Um, if he was just in the right. way. I mean, that's a lot of like, well, that's a lot of people now for Alice. But um, I think after the big explosion, everything. Obviously, he's almost, and that's what I meant. Almost why I said like merciful in a sense is that he's actually kind of almost thankful in a sense. If you think about it. now, he's got into a place now where he has access to what he needs in a sense um, to get meet his goals. Well, his new goals in a sense. Um, so it'd be merciful in like that, like almost psychotic way of like, while killing George Stack, he'd almost say just thank you in a sense. Um, I mean, because of his, I mean, in a way, right? Mm -hmm. George Stack is the, the um, impetus that made it so that the veil that was over Atlas's face or his eyes the whole time was removed. And, like, he was, like, finally able to see, like, from the very beginning, like, before all of these, the story of Atlas, who he was before, how that got derailed in his life, mm -hmm. in a way, ruined. So. Yeah, it's, um, he definitely, it's more like a thank you, but also, like, just stay out of the way, in a sense. God, I don't want to be Atlas's Valentine's. <laughs> like, okay. thank you at the end of a blade. <laughs> um, okay, so. You get you asked me, Courtney, what what I thought of uh, 
don't know who actually I don't know who asked me, but basically my thoughts on George Stack yeah. going crazy and how I didn't expect that. I didn't expect it. And to be honest, I was as shocked as you guys, my jaw dropped. <laughs> and it completely changed and it made me like immediately think, okay, this isn't normal behavior. Um the way that Jordan presented Jorstak wasn't as like someone who is crazy. So it was like, it made me think like, okay, what in the world building needs to change to match his character? So he changed the way his character acted, changed some of the lore of the, of Starlight. So, which I'm actually very thankful for. It made it way more in depth and cooler. And so how it changed it, was um as courtney will uh i don't know if you caught it it was it was kind of in i don't i think it was in passing and it was something you had to infer but basically that i don't know i, I might have said it but basically that the people working in those um half penal colonies half like oh yeah they were part dragonborn they yeah had, part volunteers the radiation yeah. involved or like the the fallout involved yeah. of working on the ships had an effect on them mm -hmm. that turned them dragon like partly into dragonborn yeah and so i was like well i mean why it could actually create psycho um manifested episodes in them and that would explain Jorstak's behavior and so then at one point uh when you're going through the through the penal colony which we'll get into a little bit more later when lady nadim lamore is driving the bus away i mentioned that there you see like dragonborn who are part people like you can just see like you know like a hand here that's all that's left of what they were formerly just kind of wandering the wild mm -hmm. they just that. lose their minds yeah jorstak so jorstak is slowly losing his faculties yeah um and he's becoming just this savage uh beast yeah. that works all like that just feels emotion yeah and so that's that's how jordan changed the lore of the story mm -hmm. um i hope know. jordan listens to this yeah so I thought that was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I thought it was fun to try and figure out, like, like, what is this? What is the ramifications of what he did and his backstory, and how does can it can it tie together? Can it be more than just this one character? So yeah, yeah. As Nathan, I'm definitely not yeah. like mad that it happened. Like, obviously, like I said, now we're at the place that we are now. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was just crazy. It was a big, it was a big moment. That one was actually like a massive moment because that, yeah, like you said, it just completely changed everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so then Jorstak boom. You guys separate. Ostrad's and dead. And that's where Ostrad's dead. All all the dwarves are dead. Mm -hmm. We pick up into the chapter that I'm gonna call Papa Problems. <laughs> uh and from there, why don't you take it away? Why don't you give give us the story from your point of view up um up to before the astral sea like oh, okay before the astral sea yeah okay um correct me if i'm wrong but 
basically, so after Explosion, uh, Fable Gloom and Atlas um, basically searched the premises on that station. Yeah, and then what, what remained. Yeah, what remained. And then... I remember we started... We took one of the ships, and we started traveling to the first... Because um, we had a few different places, I remember. We had, like, a list of places to go in my um, at that moment. But we went to the station. It was, like, a station or prison. But, we, we, well, I didn't know it was a prison. It was, a uh, What was it called? Oh, uh, but first, before that, you met up with, um... You met up with Pops. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. We start. So we stopped at the satellite, that area, because yeah, that's where so. the like halfway point was. We stopped when we met Guinevere and Zagura. Zagura. Yep. Zagura. We met with him. Obviously, know him as Pops because he took care of me and obviously turned Alice into what he is. Um, yeah. He basically saved his Courtney, life. Do you know who that is? I don't. So he's like the engineer slash scientist who basically made atlas atlas um when okay. all the incidents occurred in the past and then uh basically he almost took care of atlas like a father almost. what incidents in the past when the, oh when like when basically atlas was like during, when, i'm trying to like i'm trying to remember exactly if he was he was basically it was a war that was being fought and then during the fight there was an experimental which kind of has been re like kind of um revealed in a sense you know like the thing that atlas basically well no it was something slightly different but I think right, Isaac. It was something. It was like a almost like a weaker. It was like a, of that. yeah. yeah. It's like what Alice turned into um, when he when he destroyed everything um, was basically though when he was fighting in the war they they had released at the time they, no one knew, um, but basically had released an experimental uh, monstrosity in a sense or something, and Alice was caught in the crossfire that and his bow buddy who was really close with like his brother at the time um, had died. Um, but Alice had, like, through either willpower or rage, in a sense, basically survived long enough for Zagura um, and their team to obviously find him. And then they took that opportunity to, I, I believe, Isaac can correct me if I'm wrong if I remember correctly, but basically took that opportunity to then make Alice almost into what he is now, which is like a, it's almost basically in the premise of D&D or like the setting, like he is technically a synth, but... And the premise of like lore wise or him, he's kind of like a, I'd say almost like a cyborg in a sense, or like a mostly synth, but has like still some parts of himself still. Yeah. Can I just acknowledge we've been playing this game for how long? long. A little over two years. Yeah. A little over two years. And this is the first time I'm hearing that. <laughs> In in this depth, in this yeah. depth. he's mentioned yes. it like a little bit yeah. before. No, but no, no, no. But, like, it, yeah. the whole, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's the first time I'm hearing it. Yeah, and then thank you. I feel so trusted. Yeah. So basically, though, after that, it was basically Zagura was basically like his father figure in a sense. I mean, obviously he did. It. Obviously, he's working on him, making sure tweaking stuff, making sure everything's running right. And then also, Alice was also put on a bunch of missions and stuff because obviously he owes. The Kashin, like he owes them and owes Zagura, so he basically didn't, went on a lot of missions, went on a lot of things, and then so Zagura has basically always been like a father figure, or like a um a mentor. I'd say yeah, kind of like a mentor in a sense, somebody that's looked after him. So he has cares about him quite a bit, which 
real fucked up what we found out recently <laughs> but um not to skip too far but basically yeah so Zagura is like the guy that made alice into alice from the boring right. human that he was before and the weak human that he was well not weak i mean he obviously survived long enough but into what he is now um right. so when he met them on the okay. satellite Guinevere and because he was all messed up from obviously the explosion and stuff he basically uh Zagura he contacted uh Guinevere and uh Zagura and then they we met up the satellite it was like a halfway point fixed him up or fixed Atlas up um and then I think like Zagura everything seemed to be fine for the most part um, I don't think Alice found out till he got to the next location about Zagura. No, when you when you first met up with Zagura, uh, that was kind of like the hint that something was like off with him. Oh yeah, but, he started talking. Yeah, because I remember he was talking about like experiments and like kind of saying this like nuanced sense of like, uh, uh, how do you put it like. Like basically him putting like him saying but not saying that he has his hands in different things and stuff or like there's things going behind going on behind the scenes, but he's also it just didn't seem I know no I think Guinevere also mentioned that he seemed to be different recently. Yeah, um, and then also yeah, Alice noticed, noticed his well. arm. It was his arm, right? It seemed yeah, to be his arm. Uh, I'd have to go back and listen to it or look at my notes, but I think it was like covered in these like weird sores mm -hmm. yeah um, it was yeah yeah so then yeah alice starts something seemed off but obviously zagura has been there for him his whole life so obviously he's not gonna confront him or get into his face or like do that but um and then Gwyn oh that was another moment yeah guinevere uh i can't leave that out yeah uh, yeah, I can't leave it out. Come on. Yeah. Come on. And give me all the, okay. like, what you thought. <laughs> okay. So basically, once Agura left, uh, Guinevere and Alice were talking, and then, um, correct me if I was wrong, Isaac, but from what I remember, it's basically Guinevere, um, Alice had, like, admitted. Was it Alice that confessed? Or was it Guinevere that confessed first? Confessed. To having feelings for one yeah. another. <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like there was like a, I don't remember who initiated it. Yeah, that's it was a shared kiss, and then Guinevere wanted you to like leave it all behind. She wanted you to run away with her. I remember now. New. I think it was because Guinevere was crying because that she saw Alice the way he was and she was not happy. That's right. That he kept like yeah. kept having to fix him up and kept having to see him in this like basically close to death all the time and she was crying and then alice to comfort her and then they kind of revealed that he cared for her more than just his engineer um they, they kissed her and then yeah she had offered to basically like wanted just him and her to just run away because like obviously with zagura having his like dark dealings or whatever going on potentially and then everything else and alice obviously always being put into the line of fire and everything he wanted to kind of just run away from it all. And Alice uh, said no. He had he had things he right. had to finish. And then... Uh, that would have been the end of Atlas's story. Yeah. <laughs> I would have accepted that so happily. <laughs> Alice just... I don't think Alice could have lived with it, though. Like, he had so many... He would have... He'd be... Like, I feel like he'd grow bitter 
over time of like having so many regrets or having things unfinished that he just becomes. So is better. she with you permanently now, no. or did you leave her? Alice left her. Why would he? He wouldn't put her in danger. But, yeah. No, but she said she'd be waiting. Yeah, she'd be waiting. She so she Alice and her. He basically said after he finishes what he must, he basically promised that he'd come back for her or like go back to her. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a good moment. It was a good moment, honestly. How did you feel playing that out? <laughs> I mean, it's not like I was like, and the lips touched and brushed and the scruff of his upper lip stash prickled her skin, sending shivers down the back of her neck. It's not like I did that. Well, now you did. All right. <laughs> um, now you did. Yeah, now I did. Oh, shit. But yeah. Uh, uh, no, it was actually, it was interesting. It was like... Alice could finally kind of be true to some types of his feelings in a sense of like, and also kind of like it opened his eyes in a sense of like, not really, it's kind of knowing and seeing somebody that like, loved him in a sense more than just as like a tool or anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was definitely different. Just, I'm just gonna put a pause here real quick. It's so weird. Like if, if someone's never played a role-playing game like this and things like this happen this just sounds so weird oh, yeah. but like <laughs> it's just so weird how you get so invested yeah. in these characters oh yeah and it's like oh yeah 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 it definitely it and it was a For that sure. was like a massive moment like because if you look deeper into like more just like yeah because it's like the role-playing and then the characters it's like alice never really had somebody like it was kind of always like surface level in a sense it was never with anybody it was never really um, other than like Zagura, and obviously, yeah, obviously was very close with Guinevere because of their history, but like not, it never went deeper than that. It was just, um, so yeah, it's definitely a, it's, and sadly, that was also a moment where if other events later on didn't happen, Alice probably would have seen the light in a sense more. Like, obviously, he would complete what he needs to do, but he wouldn't, uh, be where he is now. Yeah, but it was which is where yeah so after where yeah. what event yeah so basically <laughs> after he had left and fable gloom left with him they went to um they went to it was one of the guru places right or like not the gurus but like it was a it was like a site so uh, yeah so g pulling back just a little oh, bit I skipped something when again. atlas <laughs> yeah <laughs> when At no no you didn't skip yeah. it just for context yeah if you remember the sword griever, she gave you oh, yeah. a sword crafted from Gideus's ashes, and and there was a constellation on it that you identified early on, mm -hmm. and she told you that like she was able to pierce the the wall into death, and that she was able to speak with Gideus very shortly, or like understand the intentions of his the last moments of his soul, and like that that something there was intended for you for you to uncover mm -hmm. and that's like you were the one he had on his mind so she gave you his blade and the last image that he had which was that of that constellation so then you traveled into that constellation i remember too is, yeah we were going through also i remember the little asteroid situation too that was a little a little, a little worrisome uh, basically we were going like through this uh trying to get to the area and then like when we got there it almost it wasn't like an emp but it that area seemed to like dis disable a lot of like um navigation right for the most yeah. part yeah navigation communication mm -hmm. stuff like that and then we had these little, little alien things um 
There's little ones and then a bigger one, I think, right? Yeah, there's a bigger one. And then we, it's like, so we had some, wait, no, it wasn't. They were all small ones that were like small, on the yeah. whole of the ship. So we had just, some ship kind of gameplay too, yeah. Like, so we had some ship gameplay and like some maneuverability stuff and different moments and, uh, um, I saw, I didn't go to it, I'm pretty sure. I kind of wish I did, but I was on a mission. Yeah. The lost, that lost shrine. Yeah, that shrine, shrine, yeah. For... I almost so really wish I did. But... Basically, we did an entire game of navigating an <laughs> asteroid field yeah. to get to this location that oh, he wow. was going to. Uh -huh. And um, there was a lot of random stuff, like very old. Because because of like the, the magnetic fields and how... They, they like affected electronics nobody goes there it's just um it's it's a place that people don't go mm -hmm. and so they're like navigating on eyesight for the most part and there was weird just things there creatures a shrine that looked like it was built like a long time ago floating on an asteroid oh weird yeah, yeah. no it would have been they crazy crash site i think we were i was on time though we only had a certain amount of like life um like rations yeah, you and got other lost a too. couple times yeah were you worried the like when you guys when you did get down to that point well yeah that was the thing too i didn't want to stop i was just like i just need to keep going 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 because i was just i need to get there because i mean that'd be a real crappy way for alice to die you know yeah just and some constellation asteroid field and just die <laughs> yeah um, yeah and then once we got to the location, though, we were, um, we snuck by this like massive like pirate fleet ship, right? And it was like we saw it in the distance, and then, yep, um, we snuck by to get to the, like this the site where we were trying to get to, or we saw like a well, not really trying to get to, but it was like the first that seemed like the thing that was, um, somewhere to go, and also we needed to restock and everything else. So we get there, and then uh. It ends up being this, like, pretty, like, as far as I remember, it was, uh, we got greeted by this little robot. This little, um, what was his name? Um. Oh, C3. C3, yeah. We got yep, greeted by yep. C3. Nice little dude, supposedly. Um. And, and then just to paint the picture mm -hmm. for you, Courtney, this place that he, is that the, was that Marty? Yeah. Our dog's making weird noises. <laughs> I think it was my stomach. No, I thought it was the baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so to paint the picture, there's this, at the center of this asteroid field, there's this like vacuum of maybe like a couple uh, hundreds of feet. And there's that pirate ship that is a dreadnought floating around it. Okay. And so it's like almost like guarding this, what is like a, a, uh, giant asteroid at the center almost okay. like that's like the sun and everything's rotating around it but this giant asteroid has like an entire like tower base built mm -hmm. out of oh, one wow. side so like it's like floating in circles uh, going upside down so almost like a like a like a top right? right where the tower is the handle and the bottom base is this asteroid that this man-made thing has been built into so does it have like a gravitational pull on it probably probably okay yeah if it's just sitting at the middle yeah mm -hmm. so but this thing this like uh this thing is like the size of like uh maybe a little bit smaller than like a dwarf planet size okay asteroid and it just has this massive tower coming off of it yeah mm -hmm. do we know what it's for well 
we're getting to that. <laughs> okay. Um. So when we get in, uh, Bale Gloom stays with the ship. Um, to, obviously because that dreadnought's there. So I remember. Wait, yeah, you no, know, he stayed with the ship. Yep. He yeah, he stayed with the ship. ship, and yeah, and then I mean, yeah, because later on he had to do some stuff. But the um, so Alice went in, met C three, who seemed to expect him. Almost, it felt like. Um, yeah, yeah, I knew, I and so. like knew who he was, like knew who Alice was, which is kind of weird. Um, and then we were trying, like I want, like Alice obviously was ex exploring. It's D and D, obviously <laughs> needed to explore. But I mean, I remember we got to the elevator door, and like mm -hmm. I don't know, I can't remember. C three refused to, op to open it, or he said he could explore, or Alice could explore everywhere but there, or something. Or like had access to everything but there so i was like i remember i like he like i was he manned it open right i remember yeah, yeah. grab both ends yeah. and just pulled it, the yeah, it apart and then started going down um and then once going down i remember there's a couple i think there's a couple rooms i see i think i saw right it was you you passed various levels that you never went on oh yeah because i was just going right, as yeah. deep as possible because that's i mean you always know the treasure is always at the bottom right so <laughs> <laughs> it's basic basic math first. so start getting farther and farther down and then alice arrives at a almost like a prison in a sense but like a laboratory slash prison area it seemed kind of go good yeah did c3 go with you no. down or did he stay up at the top he's he he stayed at the top as far as I remember, Got it. he didn't come. Yeah, he he can't because mm -hmm. it wasn't like I didn't take the elevator. I like did the like bestial climb down the sides thing, and then. Got it. Um. Then when yeah we found it was like a laboratory because there was like a window stuff, and then it was like a prison though. It was like towards the end. So Alice got to the mm -hmm. prison, and then either heard like crying or went no. I don't think anyone was or was oh no was the no, little yeah, girl it was. Yeah, it, it was, um, I don't remember I'm trying to remember the, what you heard. I think you just went down the, yeah, I, I think in. I just went in and started looking around and that's when shit started getting crazy. Oh yeah. That's, yeah, that's when shit hit the fan. <laughs> um, Jonah found, or there we go. Um, Alice found, uh, this little girl starting, let's say this little girl. She's like, they're like dressed nice and everything. And really small um and like snow type of clothing almost or like i'd say right like a yeah i didn't even say like yeah, a, which you really it's just more so because it was cold and yeah and then yeah. uh she was there she had like a could i see it initially or is this later on when i saw the thing around her head it was a little later okay, okay. a little later but yeah you you saw the halo she has like a halo yeah a faint halo oh. floating above Up her, her head. head yeah okay and then alice uh found uh or met uh jonah who uh is um Atlas's somewhat like nephew type of yeah um in the prison also <laughs> um who he had thought had been on missions and like other things yeah How okay well, don't stop there <laughs> um so then Alice found him and then kind of reconnected with him and tried to figure out what like had it happened or like why yeah he was there and then uh that's when alice started finding out that like because jonah was like, kind of opened up about like what saguru has basically been doing behind the scenes and like experimentations and um 
eyes to eyes, it can maybe fill in a little bit more. I know it was experimentations. And yeah, then, yeah. Uh, and um, basically, so... Oh, sorry. And, yeah, and, I left oh, out the... Go ahead for it. No, I was going to say, I left out the, like a big part is that Jonah was working for Zuguru, I'm pretty sure, directly for a while, he, right? He, Yeah, yeah. So initially, and this is where, uh, if you don't mind me oh, yeah, telling go ahead, the yeah. full relation. Yeah. So the full impact of this situation is that uh, Jonah is the son of Atlas's battle buddy that he promised to take care of. Yeah, that's why Atlas kept and sending money so back. Jonah, obviously Atlas needed to give him structure and safety, and so the best way to do that was in the Kashin family at the time. And Zaguru kind of took over him and made sure, like, Zaguru trained him in, like, got him a good education, made sure that the boy could defend himself, and um, kind of like championed him into more of the, let's say, black ops uh, version of things, especially because like, in reality, like they're not doing that much dangerous stuff, more like, you know, in like getting implanted in a corporation and, or like getting to know people. Like, it's not like the like secret behind the line stuff you know, 90% of the time. Right. Um, but it was a good use of his skill. And then that's when the f a first Don who was killed that you first found out, that you guys found out about, Gideus, eventually poached the boy and started mentoring him more directly. And Zaguru was getting busier, so he had let, let him do that. Um, well, Gideus is the one who originally started to realize something was off he started to... About Jonas? No, about Zaguru. Okay. And was starting to connect various events happening in the Kashin family and starting to get this hunch that it was connected to Zagura. And so when Gideus went to confront Zagura, that, like, that's when shit hit the fan. And Jonah is... Fo Jonah following up on the lead that Gideus had track down Zagura, uh, Zagura's experiments to this base that was secretly built. And that's when he was captured. By Zagura. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like lackeys and stuff now. And so now he's stuck down there. Yeah, now he's in prison now. And you just walked in. Yep, just randomly found Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, okay. And, okay. Um, so obviously... And I'm assuming you helped get him out. Yes, yeah, so... Basically, I mean... That... Was Zagura not there? No. Well, no. not that we know of. I, I, I don't think he was. Um, not not likely, yeah, not considering likely, that... Yeah. I, yeah. We had just parted ways. And then... Um, basically got them out, but then... Basically... In a sense, like an alarm... Basically... Went off, in a sense. Uh, and then also we got the girl out. Alice got the girl out. Um, okay, who was she? I really don't know yet, to be honest. I don't really know which, where she's like. As far as I know, right? She's like, I still, she's a mystery. I, <laughs> yeah, you don't know her backstory. Yeah. You just know her name is Hala. Hala, yeah. yeah. Um, and she has a hill over her head, which I learned later on. But Alice doesn't want to leave like some little girl though, like in a prison. So, um, and it sounds, and it sounds like she probably was an experimentation or something to to what Jonah was talking about with Zagura and everything. So, I mean, Alice would probably just assume that she's some kid they're experimenting on. 
Um, and then that's when the guards start coming down and fights break out and it goes crazy. Obviously, Alice wins the initial, like the first fight and everything. Um, <laughs> and then also, though, is revealed that Jonah has um, a dark or like mysterious power or like a, something that's like giving him power. And for a D&D sense, Jonah is a warlock. Um, already has some abilities initially from like training and learning and uh, practicing and stuff. But then, um, yeah, yeah. But then he has like this warlock abilities and everything. Um, and then Alice and him kind of go back and forth, talk um, some more with just like kind of like obviously more stuff that's going on and like how to get out of there mostly at that moment. And then we start exploring more. Um, we find first we had to get recover, I think. So we, I remember we went to like a medical bay first. Yep. You went to go try and you got into the medical bay to heal up, but you were trying to recover like before leaving. Mm-hmm. Jonah was insistent, like whether you went with him or not, he was going to finish the job Gideus wanted and like oh, figure yeah. out why that base was there and get and try and recover like, um, Zagura's journal notebook yeah. that he keeps on all of his stuff. And if Atlas was more... I don't know how to say it. Basically, there's a lot of stuff that. Then, so then we basically get to a location which we see this. Uh, again, if I'm skipping anything, remember, just cut, cut me off. But basically, we start going, and then we had to kind of maneuver, and then uh, get through some obstacles and sense more enemies, and things, um, and sneak around a little. I think we had to sneak around one thing because it was like that, like a uh, robot that was like hung up or something in the hangar. Or like, yeah, yeah. It was when it, it was the nightmare warframe mm-hmm. that had originally chased you. Yep, that thing is Eventually, terrifying. Brute force wasn't going to take yeah. it down, and you guys had to. Yeah, we escaped. We had to escape. Trick your way out of it. Yeah. So, which you did, and you guys recovered the journal. And at that point, you hadn't read the journal. You could have gotten out, but you realized you hadn't gone to where the lab was. Oh yeah, and that was the stupidest mistake of my life. Where we could have just we could have really just left. went down. And I think that's where Courtney will be shocked yeah so we get so yeah we start moving to the laboratory or laboratory and then like which we should have just left but i mean everything happens for a reason so we get there and there's this like massive like crystal um like this black crystal right or is it purple i think it was black it was a massive black yeah. like obsidian crystal so we get the crystal and then we're like we see the crystal and then just so you know, it's um, Naguvu, or an aspect of Naguvu, materializes, um, which is crazy. But he basically. Mat- How does it materialize? Well, we learned later on it's from the crystal, but initially didn't know that. Wait, is this the crystal that is like, the the people are carrying around with them everywhere that we're finding? Dione stones. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think it is like a part of one, right? Okay. Yeah. This is a giant fragment yeah. of one. Okay. And so almost like it's almost like the crystal almost becomes like a shadow, like a shade, uh, in a way mm-hmm. of Naguvo. That is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. And then because he basically kind of mind controls Atlas, I believe initially, um, and basically stops Atlas from basically being able to actually attack him. And then, um, 
Alice wants Jonah to escape with the girl. And then, sadly, we're unable to. Um, and in some sense of another, Naguvu then kills Jonah. Um, no! Yeah. Yeah, that, this is this is why I was talking about. Remember when I said like you Alice just found him and yeah, then he's... Alice kind of went cold now or like very dark. Is uh, this is why? <laughs> um, yeah, Naguvu kills Jonah and then Alice breaks. I think got control and breaks the crystal. Um, but it's too late, obviously. And then, um, I think Alice did take Jonah's body. Yeah, yeah and, and he took and... the girl, but Arahala. Ola tried to heal yeah. him, but couldn't. Yeah, how I like to yeah. wow to make it like more dramatic. Yeah, um, Alice indirectly breaks the crystal because Fable Gloom has this way to move from the material plane to a place called the astral sea. Oh, yeah, and sometimes he can recreate that method over and over again, but that doesn't matter. The the Atlas breaks this like kind of like mind control body con not body con mind control but like a body control Naguvu has over him, and he basically gets his comm link and tells Fable Gloom to just to do it to shift them into the astral sea. And when Fable Gloom does that, it's like do you remember when Fable Gloom and Atlas swapped places? Right. It's like that on a larger scale. The entire base moves into a, a different place, and that's what destroys the crystal. The shade of Nagubu disappears, and to add more insult to injury, we learn that Zaguru is the one who's been, or if not solely him, he's at least a part of the process that has been creating the eggs that transform people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was another, there's a lot of stuff in that moment that basically made Alice now how he is now. He basically and found out when, yeah, that Pops is basically the one that, and it basically made, in all senses, made Atlas <laughs> um, and killed his battle buddy in a sense. And then uh, mm -hmm. also now killed his battle buddy's son, who Atlas was trying to obviously take care of in the memory of his battle buddy. Yeah. So uh, That's going to mess you up. Oh, yeah. No, Atlas is, uh, as much as Isaac maybe not, doesn't like it, yeah, Atlas is now going down like... <laughs> his railroad of destruction in a sense um yeah because if you also remember too well i mean that's a little bit later on sorry i was gonna jump but basically then so alice gets with fable gloom they like obviously they start to get somewhere and then alice is obviously trying to process a lot of things that have obviously happened um and what he found out and uh definitely not happy obviously um and then the next goal is to basically gain power, in a sense. Um, so the best place to do that, potentially, is go to where from where Fable Gloom it was originally located, and figure out the secrets of the egg. Because Fable Gloom wanted, like that was a deal, almost in a sense, right? Is for Alice to bring the egg, but Alice is not giving up the egg. Like that's been his main thing this whole time, especially now. So. Um, they make it through the Astral Sea to, or like going through the Astral Sea to get to, which, you know, it's crazy. Going through the Astral Sea, fun fact, I got lucky. I got <laughs> super lucky. I got super lucky. So in the Astral Sea, you did. You have to roll basically for time of travel because the time, tra time passes differently in the Astral Sea than the outside world. 
Alice could have, if he had gotten super unlucky, could have been in there for like hundreds of years. Like, just trying to like travel out. Right? Wow. Um, and for him, he would age normally, but the outside world would have just been a short period of time. Yeah. Yeah, like a matter of minutes. Yeah. Wow. But basically, in the Astral Sea, though, which is kind of fun, is uh, which Angela sacrificed some of his vitality to gain more power. Um, met up with these, like, merchants, in a sense, like Astral Sea merchants. Uh, they're Gith Yankees, as far as I remember. Yep, uh, Gith Yankees, uh, yeah. And then, uh, met- kind of like a mix of, like, human and elf that have been, like, almost. Yeah. Not, they're not a mix of human and elf, but it's, like, almost looks like that aesthetically and, like, have been warped by living there. Yeah. I met them. Atlas sacrificed some of his vitality, which was, I think, like almost like 20 HP or something. Like, per- yeah, you like 20 yeah, HP permanent, permanent HP to get this like tattoo or like rune to basically, though, make him <laughs> kind of insane now. But um, actually, hold on. This will take me a, just a couple seconds. Atlas game. Dismiss that characters. Atlas, Atlas. Um,. He gained the. Really, why is it taking so long to load? This never takes long to load. What's that? It's that high-end internet you pay for. Okay, <laughs> all right here. <laughs> I'm actually it was like I am three hundred thousand dollars for yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm actually confused of why it's not opening up. Why is it not opening? Um, basically, though, it's, it's not opening. Um, uh, he got this basically rune as like a thing that basically he could almost bolster his attacks in a sense. So like when he hits, he does like extra necrotic damage as far as I know. I remember. Yeah. He like yep. adds necrotic damage and then also heals from the damage it does. Because um, it's like a... So you're just really hoping you heal like that the battle isn't so long drawn out that you're, you're you want to keep healing your way through yeah and it's like I, I have 10 charges of it too so it was like one of the like it was like a legendary quote-unquote like artifact ish type of thing in a sense at that point right um so yeah now it's like alice can do more damage and also heal up a hitting things and then so it's just adding on to a bunch of his stuff his his goal right now is just to gain more and more power in a sense just to basically get revenge As always well yeah but like now it's like i i, I thought because it was hard for me to be like eh, what do you like that's 20 20 hp that's a lot of hp like that was mm-hmm. and it was because you sacrifice it was like they basically traded in like life force in a sense um because you'd right. have these crystals that you could fill up and everything and everything but at the time he only had a certain amount which only evened out to be like 20 was the cost so uh but he gained that he gained that power. Also debated on just killing all of them, taking all the artifacts they had after getting the tattoo. That was a long debate. Yeah, it was if a long debate. To that episode, I cut all that out, but it was like probably 15 minutes worth of debating. Because <laughs> uh, it was like, I think you... there's so many different things that he wanted. And it was like, and it could, he could get more and more stuff. And then after getting that tattoo, it would make it even easier to kill all of them, right? So, yeah, it's insane. It's literally just your... You didn't want to have a confrontation with Fable Gloom. Yeah, that was the thing too. Fable Gloom would side with them because obviously he's not a bad guy, so and that'd be a bad move. But it'd be too many in a sense, and he needed Fable Gloom. So yeah, long story short, I didn't do it, which I could have had more stuff. But the uh, 
so then when we get to where we're going though this is like big because i'm not leaving it was basically that because it was a short i only like it was like i had i had rolled well to where it only was like a week or something no no no, no it was less, through the astral sea yeah it was an eight-minute journey. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I was super lucky. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember now. It was eight minutes. That that which would in the real world would have been like probably weeks or months. Uh, probably months actually, right? Because been months. Yeah, months to get there. It took it eight been, minutes. Yeah, it would have been at least four. I think it would have been around four months. Yeah, it took eight minutes to get there. Crossing the universe. Yep. Yeah. And it took. Yeah, and then when we got there, that was another big stuff that happened. Obviously. Um. Which is crazy. So we got to where Fable Gloom is kind of located or from or stationed out of, in a sense. And yeah, where his where his order is basically sitting, mm-hmm. which which is kind of fun to finally reveal that. Yeah, bit, it was so. it was insane. It was like, and then Alice basically told him too he's not giving up the egg, and then had to meet with the tribunal. No, no, the uh, you met with a yeah. It was almost like a tribunal. You yeah. met with. The leaders of the order, the High Harpers. So the High Harpers, yeah. High Harper Klain, High Harper Mezuan, and High Harper Tasha. Yes. Yeah. It, and there's a fourth, but they said that they were gone. Yeah, they were not there at that moment, yeah. And then, so basically, Klain was like this cyborg, in a sense. Um, very techie. Um, um, Mezuan was a beholder, as far as I remember. Um, yep. Had an attitude, very like power hungry. Also, him and him and Alice, I think, clicked pretty well. Um, <laughs> and then uh, there was Tasha, who, and I think whether Isaac's gonna confirm it or not, I think Tasha is like, cause you know, like Tasha's cauldron, like Tasha, Tasha. I think yeah. she's like either an like either like a a descendant or something or maybe the same one because tasha learned i mean learned immortality some way but is like and she seemed the more reasonable one out of the bunch um that wouldn't surprise me with how isaac dms like to have some weird or just story tells in general just to have some weird connection to something else you call them easter eggs <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. you know and um it was cool though it was like but basically, there's a conversations on like basically what Alice's plans were, um, well, basically what his plans with the egg were, because that was a big thing. Is that they basically, the egg is what they needed or wanted in a sense. And then um, Alice also had them use because Alice is weird. Like Alice's goal isn't really to murder everyone in a sense, um, so he could truthfully say that he's not there to like destroy the world, but at the same time destroy certain entities i don't know how to be it's basically i remember back then though i had reasoned in my head because i had basically said for alice to like offer basically alice offered for them to basically make force him to tell the truth like with a spell or ability or something mm-hmm. yeah that's exactly what he did yeah. yeah and then so but and i reasoned in my head that like with, with from their questions that alice could tell the truth and it would be the truth because he has to um and they basically what his goals were, what his like, what his motives were in a sense, um, and uh, yeah, it was basically they got it to where Alice could keep the egg, work for them in a sense, because um, obviously Alice wants Nagugu dead, which also is kind of what they want, so it kind of fit in the same line of uh, 
goals or like ambitions and then um they obviously keep a watchful eye on me because i'm like a a very like a unstable variable or a, like a variable that's not under their full like control in a sense they, that's not really fully there and then i found out also that there's these forges in the world that are basically there like legendary like god tier forges in a sense like the like a planet itself is like the forge right it was like the yeah they're called yeah star forges. star forges and to gain the power of this egg which could be tiamat or bahamut yeah who cares about bahamut but i <laughs> know yeah, you don't care about him you want to get the good guy yeah. which honestly if all this stuff didn't happen he probably would have been fine with it and been 50 50 with it what he needed but now it's just tiamat because the dragon of like destruction and everything but is that because to, to and also though to use these forges though you would need to like it, it almost takes like a what is it like a sacrifice almost or not a sacrifice but like a it basically it takes it takes a high amount of energy ener yeah um yeah because these are like forges of like the gods and stuff or like the gods used to have yeah and their hypothesis that they're very confident on is like an energy source almost like a sun would need to be channeled into it mm -hmm. so basically of which mm -hmm. season one courtney played a minor like bonus episode character whose entire business was in harnessing the power of the sun i remembered that no you did <laughs> What was that character? No, you didn't. What was the character's name? <laughs> Mr. Sheelan. Mr. Sheelan. Mm -hmm. I have his business card. We can call upon him. <laughs> but basically, now Alice's goal—they um, gave him a mission. Basically, I think um, they gave him a mission to what was it? Go to was it a satellite? They want us to basically get to a satellite Basic and deactivate or like basically take control of the satellite in a sense uh, or destroy close, it. Close, close. You, you're thinking satellite because you're thinking of um, Vindicus. Oh, yeah, probably. And yeah. that satellite there. Mm -hmm. But basically that Naguvu uh, has been calling Loxodons back to this dark planet for whatever reason. Um and every every loxodon that the harpers have captured uh, either go insane or like say they cannot talk about it like and they explain this to atlas as like loxodons have this strange shared ancestral memory mm -hmm. that things can trigger and so that naguvu has been uh creating these like message relays that like get into um people's comm units into all sorts of things and basically like in in, in the ancestral tongue call back these loxodons right which loxodons basically have to follow like yeah it's like programmed into their dna almost and it's um and so they are trying but the person that they know that they that they know has been setting up some of them like they suspect that they know there's multiple actors who are doing this but one actor they know is boris dukar mm -hmm. who had you guys set up a satellite relay mm -hmm. vindicus 
Um, Boris has recently, ever since things, he started to realize that someone was on to him, has disappeared. And so basically track down Boris, use him to back engineer the where the message is coming from and they can find Nagua's location. Yeah, his exact location, yeah. Basically though, mm. Alice is gonna basically become the avatar of Tiamat. Yep, yep. That sounds awful. Sounds fantastic. Like really bad. I think it sounds yeah. sick though. Picture Alice with the powers of Tiamat. So six dragon heads coming out of his body? Well, I mean, okay, hold on, no. Just the avatar of Tiamat, <laughs> channeling the power of the Tiamat. <laughs> or riding Tiamat as a mount. <laughs> you didn't... All right, we, Aragon. We... <laughs> but, uh... Aragon. Yeah, that'd be crazy, because, uh... Yeah, so Alice right now is, like, in a place of, like... His mind right now is, obviously... He just found out that his pops are who he thought was, like... One of the closest people in his life is basically... Caused his bow buddy's death, caused mass suffering, also caused a lot of issue or like was a part of a lot of things that, um, also it was a part of like McKenna's backstory in a sense because working with Nagubu and whatnot. And then, um, Jonah dying, which was like almost in a sense just like as part of his bow buddy because it was like in his memory just trying to take care of him. So now Alice is basically yeah, just on the like the train or the railroad to kind of do what he has to or use the people that he has to just to get to his goal of basically just completely wiping out Nagubu, Zagura, anyone else in the way. Yeah. And to make I feel like you mentioned this before too, but one more like straw that's at least uncertain is you had said that you weren't certain how much Guinevere might have known. That was what oh, was doing. Yeah, because and that like messes up that whole thing yeah, too. Yeah, that that screwed up Alice's head too, thinking that Poss because he doesn't know right, and because of all the other betrayal, he can't be sure is how much does Guinevere mm. actually know, and also she works closely. With yeah, Zuguru. she's like mm. Zuguru's like right hand woman in a sense. Like that's so sad. Yeah, so Alice is in a. Oh, you know it's cool though. He just uh, met with Astrid. Astrid showed up. She works for the. Harpers. Yep. Okay. That's an interesting dynamic. Right. Yeah. I think she's going to be coming with us too. Yeah. With guru. She's coming with us to, for the uh, mission. Yes, she is. Yep. She's not working with Zaguru. No, she's she works for the so there's Harpers. Potential there. <laughs> I don't think Alice wants any love right now because he's he feels betrayed by everything right now. Like it's. That is fair. It's it sucks though too, yeah, because it's after all that it was it was mind blowing. It was like oh crap, like yeah, like everything that Alice thought and like the people he's going after, thinking that they were the ones that basically had the experimentations and everything else, or they were the ones yeah. that created the monster. Or like it was separate. It was like he was just right next to him the whole time. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which you look so smug over. There. I am. <laughs> I am a little smug. I've been. I've been waiting for this. Uh, this has been like a big like. Yes, it just feels so good to get out. Yeah. I mean, come on, what the hell was Zaguru doing there when he first found Atlas? Yeah. I could tell you in my mind, Zaguru had finally uncovered how to use these dragon eggs that he has somehow been 
skimming away from the guild, how to unlock it, and he went to go test it out on his new toy. He didn't care who it affected. He just found a battlefield. No one was going to care. He activated it. Someone turned into that creature. And then he happens to see Atlas, who he's like, in, in my mind, he's like on an observatory deck that's like cloaked, unseen. And he sees this man who's like missing his legs, entrails coming out, and he's like still crawling or something. And he's like, that guy. But what that's is awful? But from Zaguru's mind, so there's more to. There's a lot more to like the nuance of Zaguru and like why he did what he did and his regrets. Zaguru, like, true, like, in a. I, I know that you're like, well, what doesn't matter? He did these things. Zaguru, like, truly comes to love Atlas. Like, I, I, I think Zaguru actually in many ways regrets that Atlas got caught in the, in the crossfire. And, in, and that's part of the reason why he's tried to do so much for him. And I don't think Zaguru like Zaguru never would have wanted Atlas to find that out. Like that's like, yeah, that's a, the, the whole story of what brought Zaguru to do those things has a lot more to do with him and his brother who is the boss father and like their ambitions for, the Kashin family and the Acers then like trying to necessarily be like evil for evil's sake and like taking Atlas in, getting to know him. That is something that I can tell you as a character that wears on Zaguru's mind. But Atlas doesn't care. He's still <laughs> awful. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, no, fair. But, it, but it's also interesting. Like, I like that more than just like Zaguru being evil, right? Like when I, that's another thing I feel like with, Isaac does well too. Is that even like it's an evil character, say, like say in a sense, you can still, if you say you see from like an outside point of view, it's like you can, it's like those villains that like people love or connect with because they've realized like, oh, they're not just evil to be evil. Like, they have their own reasons, um, which some people could connect with in a sense. Now, because I play Atlas, no, as the guru is dead, but like. <laughs> Fair enough. And that yeah. one might... Honestly, that would be a torturous way, though, too. Because, like, even though Atlas knows all this now, it's, like... Because he went through so much with Zaguru, it'll definitely be, like, a heart-wrenching, like... Moment of, like, knowing that he has to kill him, in a sense. Mm -hmm. But it's crazy. Yeah. It's... Yeah. But now they're on a mission to... Uh, with Astrid, Fable Gloom, and Atlas. New crew. Yeah. New goals. <laughs> Sort of same goals. Yes. What about well, me? I say the goals are kind of the same, but it's very extreme now. I don't think that, I don't think this like Alice was going through that phase of like trying to be a leader and like more com camaraderie and trying to be a better man in a sense. But now he just needs a he basically at this point just he needs to meet his goals. Like whatever whatever all, to meet his goals. All bets are off, and well, and it's more focused but oh weird now that you've heard the yeah. whole oh sorry go ahead i say weird way to think about me quick weird way to think about it now though actually weird actually now that i'm thinking we're just talking about villains in a sense like if we think about it zaguru had his reasons for what he did which are horrible and like i just thought about when i said it like alice now is basically in that same mindset though like do what he has to do no matter like the collateral or whatnot i think hall is with us too right or does she stay I think Hollow would have stayed behind. Oh, yeah, probably. She's a kid. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fablegum's pretty protective of that. Now Alice is despite the like villain arc facade he's created for himself. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Alice is villain arc that yep. maybe Ray will try to help save him from. I don't know. Or maybe Ray will go all in. Say, don't go on his, down. Don't on say it. Ed. <laughs> I can see her doubling down. Yeah. 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 Now that you know his story, do you any thoughts, any questions or I think I asked my questions along the way, but I am excited to like get involved. Um, I feel like we're slowly going to meet back up somehow. Um, and it's just exciting to see how how things have changed so drastically. Yeah. Oh, also, Alice has like a weird eye now. I forgot to say that. When he got fixed by Zaguru, he told him that he kind of wanted to keep the scar, in a sense, of like when it happened. So like, uh -huh. it's like almost like cyborgish in a sense, but it's like he has like one of his eyes is like inside the side of his face is almost... Um, very synth or like very robot versus like what it used to be yeah cool yeah going wasn't happy that's about it that's kind of cool yeah that's okay yeah it gives him a uh disadvantage on persuade on certain persuasion roles and an advantage on certain intimidation roles so that would be Nathan super intimidating yeah. oh yeah i had to keep it i like even though it ruined his look it was like no 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 it has to especially now that you become the avatar of tmet it's more in line with your look now the like, aesthetic it's is, yeah so well, especially when he now rages now it's gonna be very fitting yes yeah yes well what about um what about ray someone else had a bit of a story and an adventure and she's a chatty catty so is it kathy chatty kathy not chatty catty yes um okay so after things blew up with jorstak i think you were gone by the time I was waking up, um, you were also gone. No, no, no. It was you reversed. were gone by no, the time no, no. he was. Waking I up. woke up on Dorstak's ship, right? Yep, going yeah. in and out of like he was like sedating you yep. with like heavy so he medication, was drugging me, and just keeping me knocked out. And I, and I think he tried to like get information out of me. Yes. Um, as we were flying to God knows where, I didn't know at the time. Um, and then he dropped me off at a prison planet with, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Hadoki Sallerwood. Mr. Hadoki, who you will want to kill. And he basically dropped me off. What did he say his name was? Uh, Mr. Stan. <laughs> Mr. Stack. Mr. Stack. Stack. So he okay. dropped me off. And it's like, basically as like an indentured servant. Like um, falsified records of yep. like a crime you'd made. And like gave like, me a false name. All these terrible things. False crimes. Grand Theft. Grand Theft ship. Yeah. Spaceship it with a baby really on board. Bad. With a baby really on bad. board. And so then Mr. Hudoki. Um, is the one who runs this whole prison planet. And I tried to, like, logic my way out of this at first. And I was like, hey, you don't understand what's going on. This is this is all a misunderstanding. It didn't work. It didn't work at all. As it doesn't in D&D. <laughs> and so he... Um, you know, one of these days, I'm just going to go with it. And no, I'm you're like, not. You're good. <laughs> you also didn't... Um, I believe you didn't roll good persuasion rolls for him. There's always an excuse. I know. <laughs> and then 
basically that encounter ended with him. It felt like he was like, okay, there might have been a misunderstanding, but I don't care. Was the way that interaction. Yo, you know why? What it was? Because I basically told him everything I knew. Yeah, about the dragons. Yeah. And uh, there was a penal colony for building dragons. Yeah. And so he was like, you're crazy. But in his mind, he was like, I need to keep an eye on this girl. Yes. And so then I am just like dropped in the middle of this prison planet with all these people and I don't know what to do. And typically in this scenario, I just murder people to get my way out of it. But that's not an option because I don't have any weapons. And so the first person I try to make friends with is a gal who comes in to sell watermelons. That doesn't really go that well. She's kind of annoyed by me, but I just need like, someone and so i sit there and basically tell her my whole life story and expect her to do the same which she doesn't (laughs) um and then um the elephant um so you have a a mira a mira is an like a loxodon Mm -hmm. and bill gore is a a gray a gray and they have this kind of sweet relationship that later i learn that um, Amir actually doesn't have to stay on the planet, but is staying because of Bilgor. Um, and they just have this, like, it's kind of a special relationship. She's definitely taken on, like, a motherly role of him. I don't really know why. Do no, we? you, no, you don't, you didn't no. really. Didn't really learn why. Um, and then I rubbed someone the wrong way. Not surprised. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm just trying to, like, figure out what's going on. And like, there's kind of, like, clicks, if you will. Like, Yeah, prison. This group of people stay with this mm-hmm. group, and this is with this group. And I don't know any of that. Like, yeah. I, That's all new, because I'm new. And so I talked to the wrong person. Yep. Which, I'm going to put pause there. I specifically was listening to podcasts on prison culture like bad prison culture yeah and that's where i got the idea from yeah basically out in the very open in front of like these clicks of people you speak to the non-humans you speak to the orcs yeah and Mm. i just don't know like i don't know what i don't know in this scenario and so um yeah rub someone the wrong way um and then I meet Amira and Belgor, who basically, like, they're kind of the outcast in the prison, and they take me under their wing, which I don't know if that's the right thing, because they were the outcast, and then I become one of the outcasts, and typically being an outcast is not helpful. Um, but they do, and I think I'm given a house, or like a room somewhere, but then I end up staying with them. Yeah. Um, because it's safer. And basically that work told me like, watch your back. Um, nice. which you never want to hear. Um, and then I'm staying with them, getting to know them. And then, uh, what was it that came in? It was like this weird tarantula it, robot. Yeah. It was, a uh, an intellect devourer. Oh, yeah. Nathan will remember very yeah. well because in one of our home games, the intellect devourer killed his character that he was guesting in with. Yeah, yep, so, so. <laughs> this thing came in, and I don't know that I'm the one who woke up to it initially. I think it was Amira. Bilgor. Bilgor. Yeah, Bilgor woke up to it. He came over to me and, like, woke me up. 
but quietly. Um, and then we kind of took down this thing. Yeah. But in doing so, we saw the people who dropped it off yeah. in the hut. Um, yeah. And we tried to like chase them off, but like to chase them and get them, not chase them off. Um, but we ended up losing their tail and didn't know where they had went. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, sorry, um, that sucked because we didn't know who it was that was doing it. Um, and at that point, my theory was either the, the orc, who I rubbed the wrong way, or Mr. Hodoki, because um, I just got weird feelings from him. Um, but while I was there, my job on the prison planet was to help do the like the interior decorating or like, putting together like the inside of the the dragons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like after laying, the they tie, were, laying stone and granite yeah. and cutting that. And- after they were already like big and ready for that, um, and I did such a stellar job. Like Nathan, not twenty plus. <laughs> like it was good um and so they recognized that and mr hidoki brought me back um and basically was like he gave you dinner he like find dinner yeah with amir and bilgor too with amir and bilgor well check this out so he wind and dine me and basically what did he say like if you sleep with me basically i'll give you what you want so he didn't wind and dine you (laughs) and i was like you like there was a big middle finger at I, him hold on you were actually a little upset with me for a second yeah, <laughs> yeah. i was like, me i was <laughs> like why would you put me in this scenario but i didn't do it and i basically was like my mentality was like give me 50 more years here before i'm doing that you considered it for a second like as yeah. ray right yeah i feel like which was kind of like a a little bit of a dark it was like, yeah. for her to go yeah. for but she didn't. Um, in that scenario, though, we meet Hidoki's brother. Yes. What was his name? Uh, stupid. Stupid. Or well, Felix. Yeah, Felix is his real oh, name. Okay. And I refuse to call him stupid, um, even though he's kind of stupid. Um, but in that encounter, and we had met him the first time briefly. No, you hadn't. No, we hadn't. the first time you met him. But this is... Go ahead, but I'm just going to put in this encounter with Felix as an example of the many small things you guys do that I try to take note of that have larger ramifications unseen later until it's happening. So in that encounter, I basically am like, you're not stupid. Your name is Felix. I'm not going to call you stupid. And this is what's going on like with the dragons. And this is the problem. And you need to go figure it out. Um and basically like give him a task of like go look at what's happening um and then like i i on a piece of paper because his memory is really wrong i what did i write i don't i i honestly i don't remember what you wrote but it it was something to the effect of like um where to look yeah what to look for yeah so on the dragon areas so then he left with this piece of paper i don't know what happened i haven't seen him since um, Hodoki says, comes back and basically says, if you sleep with me, I'll give you what you want. I say no. Amira, Belgor, and do we get in a little bit of a, I feel like we got in a little bit of a tussle. Did we not, not that day. No. no. You guys go back. But then we do a little bit of a time skip where instead of having you role play out, like working on the like penal colony, 
oh, you know what? There's something important that happens. This that changes things and gets you start moving towards getting off. Amira hears. Oh, she hears a like a call from what's his face? Um, don't tell me, Naguvu. Naguvu. She hears like this voice mm. saying, "You've got to come back. You've, You've got to come back." You've yeah. And, but she also feels this tie to Belgor. Mm-hmm. So she's in this like weird place of like, I have to go back mm. and I can't leave Belgor. But she like has this new sense of urgency about breaking out because now she's hearing this voice yeah. and Belgor needs to escape. Um, and so, yeah, that ends up, is that right? Yeah. yeah. And so she basically says like, because originally, you when you now. first bring it up, she's like, mm, I got to stay for Bilgor. Yeah. But she has this new sense of urgency, and she's like, okay, I have a contact. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lady Nadim Lamour. Yeah, and so then... So that's when we do the time skip to then the tussle on the bus. Yes. So then she gets us in... Con- or basically, she's like, I'll call this person. And I'm like, okay, when do we go? And then she's like, we just have to wait. And wait. And wait. Um, but while we're in this waiting process, we are on the bus leaving. Yeah, it's like weeks, like a, like yeah. a couple weeks later. It's like after like waiting, we're on the bus and there's like three people in front of us facing away from us and the driver. Um, and then those three people get up and basically are like, let's fight. Um, and like, because we're the outcast kind of mentality, we end up well, taking... Well, no, it's because... The Vendettas to, had a hit out on oh, you. That, yeah, so the Vendettas is like a group of, of was it orcs? No, of humans. Humans. Mm. So they, yeah, they had a thing against me. Um, and then we take them down, and the driver, was it the driver? Yep. Ends up being with Lady Ladim Lamar. Um, and is like, okay, you've proven yourself. Um, and then I think we're still waiting after that. No, no. So. You're upset because, you, as it turns out, like you realize that she's with Lady Nadim Lamar, and you're like, "Why didn't you help?" And she says, "Well, I heard about, I heard about this plot, and Lady Nadim Lamar has other plans for you, and she needed to know if you actually had the grit and ability to carry them out because it will engage you in combat." So she waited to see if you could hold your own against the vendetta hit. That she yes. basically facilitated and helped set up. Yes. Then, once you do that, she's not so sure on Ray because Ray rose poorly, but she's like, Bill Gore, because Bill Gore is a sorcerer, <laughs> so he can use magic missile and stuff. So she's like, he'll do. I have some things that he can do. We'll bring you along. Amira vouches for you. And basically uses this network of guards who are paid off by Lady Nadim Lamore and her Blessed Twelve gang. Um, to get Ray out. And once they arrive, because there's the penal colony, and then there's also people who like come to work and are paid by the guild. Oh, gotcha. And so they go to like the nearby town that's on the other side of the asteroid where Lady Nadim Lamore's operation is out of. And it turns out that that driver was Lady Nadim Lamore come to see herself. Mm. Yes, and we figure that out once we're like in the safe area. Um, and she, I think she has like someone she's torturing on the side. No, 
No. Right? Someone's like tied up though. She has she has two um, male sex slaves. Yes. Tied up on the side. Who look like awful. Really, really awful. No, they actually look pretty good. No, they're like beat up. No, they're good looking. I feel like... I just said they were chained up. I didn't say oh. what they look like. Okay, well, I... maybe I hear chained up and I think... No, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Beat up. All right. Well, then they're sitting cross-legged, dressed, and look happy. Not happy. <laughs> <laughs> Subservient. Um, And then she says that in order to get you free... Um, basically, I need you to do this drug run, um, to take basically this dust back. Yeah, it's uh. So more specifically, she has her own standing grudges against the Vendetta gang, which is why she agreed to help you in the first place. And she says, basically, the Vendettas have a corner on red dust, which is a drug that gets filtered in. They they control kickbacks to the guards. Um, and then it's sold within both within the penal co- colonies and without. And Lady Nadine Lamore wants to take control of it, and she knows that the person who's supplying it doesn't care who's buying out here, just that someone's buying. Mm. And that someone who's selling happens to be the Zentarum, and uh, who they do drugs, weapons, um, They sell people. So she's basically saying, take control of that. Make interject, make, get introductions going and allow, and uh, show them exactly why they should be working with us. And I don't want to do it. Like I try every way out to not do it. I tried calling you. Did I call? You called Crete. I tried to call you. You didn't answer. And I called Crete. Um, and Crete answers, um, and is like, what's going on? Where are you? How can I help? And it's like panicky and I'm kind of panicky too. And I try to tell him where I am, but to track the phone, but the phone couldn't be tracked. Mm-hmm. And so I give a, a very, very, I think I rolled super high for, um, like reading the stars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then I was able to like tell him roughly where we were. And so then he was like, I'm on the way. Um, and started heading towards the direction. Um, that creates problems later, but problems that you haven't had to deal with yet, but yes. yes. Um, but we then, um, so then basically I'm dropped off, like, right on top of this train. Yeah, let's set, right? set, we gotta set some context, because it sounds kind of okay. crazy. Yes, so, so part of getting connected with the Zentarum was basically a, a train heist uh, of, like, taking over. Or Was it a heist, or was it more so... More so of, like, I a, turned it into a heist. You turned it more into a heist, but basically Rainy to sneak onto this train. So basically, to set the stage, this it's... We keep saying prison planet. It's more like an asteroid belt that have been terraformed, multiple of them, and um, have like an artificial like center of mass that helps kind of keep them all guiding around. 
And the reason, for multiple reasons, it's hard to navigate into an asteroid field and get away. And the guild can, like, watch it. But also it's remote. Um, but basically, there's multiple penal colonies on multiple asteroids. And it takes about, it takes, like, a couple days to go the full circuit of the asteroid route. And so there's, like, a, there's, like, a, almost like a train depot that has this, like, train that basically goes through the asteroid belt and and stops at each individual station to drop off supplies as needed versus having individual starships come in and out and it's i say train but really it's more of like a specialized starship that's pulling carts that are and they're guided by like these like um kind of floating discs that act as the tracks that push it onto the next one gotcha. so and basically Lady Nadim Lamora's has figured has found out that Zentarum make contact and get the drugs dropped off via guards on this train. Um and so she knows that's there that the Zentarum representative is somewhere on the train mm. and likely a bot. And so and if not a representative, at least the drugs are there to heist if, in that case. Yes. The other thing is she thought it was only going to be one person and a bot on the train. So max two things that Ray had to knock out, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Dropped off on this train. I expect one person and a bot. There's like 10 people. It feels like 10 people. <laughs> yeah. Was there like 10 people? I think there's like six. Six people on this train. And Nathan, I kid you not, I try every single thing. Everything. To get in this train, to stay in the train, to kill the people, to not get thrown out of the train, to find the drugs anywhere. I try, like, interrogating people. I try killing people. I try going through every compartment. I try sneaking in different places. Everything. My roles were so bad. Like, yeah. so... I'm talking, like, nat ones. I'm talking, like, nothing above five bad. Like, uh, bad, bad. Yeah. And so it just created this, like, cycle of, like, okay, try this, fail. Try this, fail. And this? Nope, that didn't work either. And it was, it was like, two episodes of, like, failure after failure after failure. Mm-hmm. It was bad. And then even... On the front end, a nut, like a starship, the train slowed, which was out of the ordinary, and a starship came and docked onto the train. You tried to get onto the starship, couldn't do it. Nothing. It was just, yeah. it was bad. Really, really, really bad. So finally, I tried to get into the front train, mm-hmm. right? There's one person in there, right? I'm trying to remember this, right? There's, there's one, one person in there. Yep. I kill him. No. No. So that's the second train compartment. There's one person there. You kill him. You then make your way to the first train compartment, the basically head of the the starship at the front. Right. And there's one guy and an assassin bot, and then there's the bag. Yes. I fr- then I I somehow I don't remember what I did from here. You're gonna. Rem- I know it's in the bag. I don't remember what I did about the assassin bot in that moment. You want me to take over? Yeah. Okay. So until we get into the 
So, so basically, Ray is doing everything she can to avoid going to the first part of the train because when that other starship suddenly mysteriously docks and the train slows, she goes on the outside and looks in through these like windows and she sees an assassin bot. Flashback to memory of season one says, no way. <laughs> yeah. It's finally when she has no other options that she's like, I guess I'm going in. She goes in and immediately she's hit by this like strange miasma spell oh. effect. Now keep in mind, she realizes a little bit later that the other man who is in there, who is the like head commander of all the guards that were in the train, is also under the spell. And the assassin bot is there to take what the man is passing off, which happens to be this bag. Ray hears this voice and it's like sweet like honey, alluring, compelling, and it entices her to give it a gift that she values. She fails a roll. She ends up giving up her knives. Mm. And um, uh, out mm-hmm. pops the head of Ginger. Ginger. Who's this cute little dragon. Um, and basically says, like, if you help me escape, you can come with me. Um, well. Is that right? You try to convince him to take you. you yeah. You make a ter- terrible argument. But he's like, well. I get it's like something as petty as like can you give me massages or something like that <laughs> yeah super small and I'm like sure yes and so then we end up I feel like I disconnected the rest of the train at some point though didn't I you did do that but minor details that's that was a <laughs> huge deal for me I disconnected a whole train um anyways so I think I end up taking the bag and the assassin bot comes into the ship and we fly away. Yes. Pretty much, right? Yes. Um, and then from there, there's this panic moment of like, holy shit, I'm getting away. And Crate is on the way to the prison planet. Um, and so... And he's taking the C2. Yes. So. And he's in hyperspace. So I can't call him and say... Oh, by the way, I'm not going to be there um, until I have like a rough idea of when he'll get there or like be out of hyperspace. So I'll call him then. Um, yeah, so that that happened. But then Ginger um, is basically like this self-absorbed dragon that just needs her, his. Do we know what? Is it a boy or a girl? Do we know? I haven't said. Well, we need. It needs. Her, his ego just blown up. Um, and so anything I can do to like feed into this ego is is the ideal scenario mm. for this dragon. Um, and then in the process, I'm trying to figure out how to make sure there's no tracking mechanisms on the ship mm-hmm. to make sure. Because the ship is with the guild. Is that right? No. No. What is the ship with? So you did some... You did some searching around, and you realized that the ship was with the Yeth. Which oh. the original secret, secret police. police. Yes. Yes. And so then I want to make sure there's no tracking on it. So I asked the assassin bot to turn it off. It says it can't. Is that right? Yeah, it's not in its program. So then too. I need to reprogram it. Um, and I do. And I reprogram it to become my maid and basically do whatever it says. Um, 
which has been amazing. It's been so cool. Um, and I've really been able to use it quite a bit and it's become quite the friend. And you found quite the armory of things on that ship, like grenades, yeah. tech. We basically uh, have spy bots, a treasure chest of, of supplies. You've gained now. the follower of a, of an assassin bot. Yeah. So, and hmm. I think I'm growing on ginger a little bit. Maybe it's vice versa. Um, <laughs> but you know, what's really important is like the, I mean, all that's really important, but I guess some of the important things is the small things that led to that moment, which was you saying those things to Felix. And basically Ginger is a, is a fey dragon, a fairy dragon. And so it's only going to grow to be like three feet max type situation. Mm. Just tiny little thing. And it, it hatched prematurely. The guild had no idea what to do with it. So they've been keeping it like in stasis. Mm -hmm. Ginger's aware somewhat, not necessarily of what they're completely doing, but that it was taken and has memories of being taken. Um, somehow even though it was still an egg when it when it was but felix goes bumbling down at with raised notes to go see for himself felix then he has the ability not to control minds but to compel people so like when ray failed her role about being compelled to give a gift i just said give it something that ray would value so she chose to give it the knives and so it can't control what people do, just kind of like suggest. And so when Felix went down, Felix like opened up the thing because the, the dwarves had, the guild had realized this thing could affect people. So they kept it pretty well away. Felix had no idea. So basically by Ray sending, giving Felix that note and sending Felix down, Felix ac like accidentally let the dragon go who used him to get in contact with someone uh, who could take him elsewhere, which then led to like him getting more mm. of a control over the guards. So Felix has no idea where he's going or he or she is going. Just you mean Ginger? No, not Yeah, Felix. I keep saying Felix. Ginger. Ginger has no idea where they're going. Just that they influence people to basically like, He's basically saying, I need to get out of here. You want to get me out of here? Get me out of here. And so these, someone along the line had like a contact with the Yeth who they knew would pay very well for this. And so it's set, that's why there were suddenly so many people on the train is they were setting up a rendezvous. Mm. Oh, I didn't even know all that. Eh, I told you. I don't think you did. Maybe I only told you parts. <laughs> yeah. Forget. I don't think you told me all that. I don't know. But then that's when I called you. And I was like, hey, first of all, you're alive. That's great. Um, and asked you where to go from here. And I think you said to go to the where the Kashin are. Right? No. No. You get, he, he gave you the coordinates for where he was. Yes. Roughly at that time. Um, and I think I'm headed your direction while trying to get to know this dragon who's always trying to brainwash me, um, into doing everything and giving her, him everything. Um, nice. and it's, I feel like I'm on this constant protection journey to like guard my mind and I think it's doing it less. 
Yeah, every time you succeed, the DC goes down. So I think yeah. DC's at like 11. Yeah. And the assassin bot is like really becoming helpful and doing things. and Like your laundry? Like my laundry. <laughs> and it's, I think we were, I feel like I just used it recently in like to intimidate someone. Uh, you use it to help perpetuate a lie that was going on, I believe. Which, as we'll find out in season three, landed you access to um, all guild-operated hypergates. Yes. So. Okay, is that where? That's where. That's where we end. That's where. That's as far as you made it. So my story is not nearly exciting as yours. No, that no. sounds like a lot happened though. Like but a lot did happen. Yeah, it sounds like it's... Also, too, the whole prison thing would be... Well, like you said, it's like the... Maybe not full prison, in a sense, but like the whole system itself there is interesting. Yeah. In an ideal world, I would get Amira and Bilgor out. But if Crate's going there, I might ask him to figure out how to get them out. Just using, just using him for your agenda. I approve. Well, I mean, we all, we, we all <laughs> use, I approve. I would imagine. Yeah. Okay. Isn't it amazing that Crate left though? I mean, do you remember how loyal he was? Yeah. It's also he was scared to leave. It's also I sad. Know. It's sad that he left. Yeah. was <laughs> that sad? It was just like, <laughs> and then if you haven't get uh, the other two, it's like, He's just—he's just being a puppet. He's just being used. No, no, no. Ray, it's really started to gain some feelings for him. Mm-hmm. The absence makes the heart grow fonder. Mm-hmm. And then he's gonna get friend zoned. Okay, so I guess <laughs> my question for Ray though is: throughout all of Atlas's story, he—you know—Nathan was pretty clear about like where that has left atlas mentally and mm-hmm. his story like the prospects of his story going forward um your story was not nearly as dark but i feel like there were things that were yeah. hard about it or interesting yeah. or maybe would change some things about ray like where's ray's i the big thing i want to know is out coming out of that individual story where is ray's mindset and and heart and where what direction do you see her going and, and having the things she might have to battle with as we go into like that next season? It's a gangster. I think Ray's Ray's gotten to a point of like realizing the value of like relationships um, and for, for her own usage and just like, it's nice um, to know people. Um, and so she, I think that's a character shift. And I also think, it will be easier to make her snap. Um, I think she's pretty fragile right now um, and is eager to get back with Atlas just so she doesn't feel quite as alone. Um, yeah, and I I also think she does have quite the revenge against Jorstak because he... She she would know... She knows now about the effects of the dragon, like working on the dragons and, and kind of becoming these awful creatures and so um she understands what he did while being pretty pissed off um and ready to seek revenge over that and so i think that's a new mission for her right now um is to seek out jorstak um 
Yeah, and if she, in the ideal world, she would love to just shut down this whole prison planet and blow it up. Um, get the good people off and blow it up. Would be her ideal world. And she's going to do that to all the many other versions that are out there. Yep. Hey, I mean, okay. if Alice becomes the Avatar team, Matt... <laughs> There we go. I'll use you. Snap your fingers and blow it up. Yes. And I think she missed Alice. Like, she felt like she was finally having a friend and then something blew that up. Literally. Well, she lost lost her brother. Yeah, that too. And before that, we learned that she was betrayed by her pirate family. Because on account of her being sent, so to save themselves, they gave her and her brother away, which is what separated them. Yep. Then she was actually also an indentured servant once before, so there's a little bit of like deja vu here. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so Atlas and the Kashin are the first like close thing to a family she's had in a while. Yeah. And I think she's just eager to get back to that. Yeah. Yeah, and so motivations for season three is kill Jorstak and <laughs> tear apart these prison planets and maybe save Amira and Belgor. From the prison planet? From the prison planet. Do you help Amira go to Nagubu? Oh. She doesn't really know much about it. <gasps> it depends it depends on how much Alice tells me. Like I'm gonna trust Atlas over Amira. But I I I would probably if I didn't know anything I would probably help her. Oh, we can help her. It's fine. We can help her get back to where she needs to be. Atlas <laughs> never says he's gonna help someone without I mean, there being she's, some evil intention. Yeah, she's just trying to go back to where the her dark the dark planet. You know, she's just going trying to go back to where she needs to be, and that's what I think. Yeah, no. So uh, yeah, Alice can help her tra- like give her transportation there. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a great idea. Get the. <laughs> I mean, Ray would have no idea about <laughs> Nagubu, would she? I mean, I don't know, like how much. Or does it Amir even know, like how much? Amir does has she... Amir knows nothing about Nagubu. Yeah, and so she just thinks she has to go to this planet. I don't know. She doesn't know that she's going to Naguvu. I don't know that she could tell me. Yeah, I mean, so, like, for her, like, for them, it's this, like, almost like the lost, like a lost land, like a, a promised land to, like, like the, is it the is the Israelites, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's of that level of, like, this is a land that was erased from our memory. Mm-hmm. This is a land that, like, we've been promised to return to to prosper and no longer be a fragmented race, but to, yeah. like, become the Loxodons again. So this is, like, this is so deep mm-hmm. in her. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. That makes yeah. it even better. She's just going to bring the the end of her world <laughs> with her. That's it. <laughs> she doesn't know. I don't know. That would be a weird, like, sneaky you way, my friend. though, to, uh get to the like get to where uh, we're trying to locate actually why did we also though too did you make that that makes no sense though why has the harpers never done this now that i'm thinking there must be something the reason why they couldn't because the harpers would have locked on to the fact that why wouldn't you just take a bunch of locks on prison until they get that little click in their head and then just have them show them where they're going 
I don't know. Maybe your GM's just stupid. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> there, there must. I'm gonna bank on the side that there's some reason. You better make up a reason, Isaac Yorks. I play with poker faces here. <laughs> While you have a big grin on. <laughs> this is funny. This is fun. This is fun. But no, I can't wait. It's going to be more adventures to go on. And now our listeners just have to wait a very, 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 very long time yeah. to see what happens yeah. from here. Yeah. yeah. Eh, time I mean, if you by. want. Yeah. It'll go by. There's plenty yes. of other shows to watch, and um, you just check back in. You'll get a notification if you sign up for, you know, if you jump on the emails. But before we sign off for the long silence, is there, I, mean, I want to give you guys the last chance. Is there any season two possible mysteries that you want me to answer? Like any questions that don't pertain necessarily to the future? I don't think so. You look like you want to share something, though. I don't. I know. I, I actually don't have anything quite on mine. I'm just like I'm curious. Okay. It, uh, it pertains to the future, though, kind of. Eh. No, I don't really have any. Um... It was helpful to just walk through the whole storyline. I feel like that answered questions. Yeah, that no, was good too because it also gave me kind of a reminder sides. on a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's really anything right now. I probably honestly, what's gonna happen is I'm probably gonna think of it later and text Isaac and be like, "I need to know this or something." Yeah, you'd be like, "Tell me, tell me what happened." Yeah, to Tom tell Tom. me now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think so. Other than like, obviously, what did happen to Tauntaun? This what happened to Tauntaun. He's a storyteller, right? Yeah. Yeah, storyteller. Yeah. yeah, they went to the Garden of Gods, right, with uh, Arteric or Artixis. Yeah, but it was like another universe. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a tear. Uh, and I've like, I, I, the Harpers would tell Atlas this, but there's like a tear in like the fabric of the universe in the Garden of the Gods. Um, but it's like, it's a very dangerous thing to, to navigate. Um, but basically he took Artixis through it. And currently... They are in the realm of the Fae. That's my goal. I destroy the world of Starlight at the end with the Tiamat. And the only <laughs> way to survive is everyone escape through that tear. Mm-hmm. You're going to build an arc. Yep. One pair of each race. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Atlas's arc. <laughs> and that's the second story. <laughs> I don't think Alice will destroy the world. He will definitely annihilate Nagubu and anything like involved with him, but and Zagru. Yeah. But I guess yeah, I don't really have anything. All right, that's a wrap for season two. That's a wrap. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's kind of bittersweet. Thanks guys for for sticking with it. Thanks for uh, being patient through baby phases and um for those of you that end up making it all the way through the long months of hearing not much from us we appreciate you and uh i think you'll enjoy it'll be fun to get all the episodes at once when they drop and just go through it and um i'm anticipating that this will probably be the last season of this game 
Um, maybe not. We'll see. Uh, but I think it just feels like everything's speeding up now direct to the direct course of that. So, All right. See you later, spacers. See you a lot later, spacers. <laughs> <laughs>